welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We've got your NBA action covered from a Wednesday night in the NBA that was a little forgettable, but had a good game. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitsan. We got Rob Lopez having those computers Putin. Shout out to Mariano Blanco. Or Mar- Mariano Bivens. I'm Mariano Blanco. You know what I mean. We recently announced the next live show in Chicago, May 18th. Tickets are available for the general public. Find the link anywhere across social platforms uh, for Count the Dings. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Clay Thompson apologizes to Warriors fans. Rockets extend uh, Daryl Morey, and Russell Westbrook is officially on a tear. But first, Nitz, we had a statement game in Houston. Mike D'Antoni made jokes about Steph Curry saying it was a statement game. Clint Capella made a snarky comment about it. Austin Rivers said he bothers both Steph and Clay defensively. Warriors 106, Rockets 104. No Kevin Durant in this one. And DeMarcus Cousins was the story of this game. Nits 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, too big for Clint Capella at times. And the Warriors kept getting switches with him on the smaller people. He was picking them apart with passing. He was just too good for them scoring. He was hitting threes. He was doing just about everything. Clay Thompson led the Warriors with 30 points. Steph Curry, 24, 24 points, five assists, four rebounds. He set the tone early by scoring on everybody. And even Kevon Looney, I thought did a great job defensively on the perimeter when he was switched on to James Harden and Chris Paul for for the most part, uh, Warriors did make a bit of a statement. I mean, they actually seem to take this game seriously without Durant uh, playing in this game. James Harden, 29 points, 10 assists, three steals, but did have the loss. Another awful three-point shooting night for him. 25.2% from three over his last 10 games on 123 attempts. He was two of 12 tonight. Uh, Chris Paul had 24 points. Nitz, you're the warrior. you're the Warriors fan here. Did this game mean anything to you? Or are you just happy that they said statement game and then then didn't lose? I'm just really happy they cared in a first quarter for what feels like the first time in forever. Um, also, for what it's worth, I do believe that Austin Rivers bothers Stephen Clay, but probably more personally than anything on the court. Seems to be with just about anybody in the NBA. That's how it goes. Any, for real. And then, I mean, to be honest with you, what I'm more concerned about, because I am a Warriors fan, is that end of game execution just seemed unforgivable. They were up with 10. I think they were up 10 with like two and a half minutes to go. And then all of a sudden what you're up by one and it's coming down to a foul off game. It's just a little bit, it's a little bit, um, unsettling to see, you know, nobody can hit a shot in the last four minutes of a game. Basically when you have Steph cousins, et cetera, on the floor, just get a good shot. But it was really nice to see cousins looking the way that he did. I also think that the Warriors winning this game, I wouldn't, first of all, I don't want to call it a statement game. I'm just happy they didn't get swept in this, in the regular season series. Cause first of all, nobody cares about the regular season. Second of all, I just don't want to hear it from Warriors, from Rockets fans online. Like I've had it, but, um, I think it was encouraging to see that even though Katie was out and you have Dre having a bad game, Andre Godawa usually will step up in those situations, which he didn't tonight. Not really. But then you still have DeMarcus Cousins on the floor, and he looked great. He didn't look as bouncy, if that's a good word to use there, as bouncy as we maybe like to see. He didn't get as much lift, but he still got 27 points and looked crazy efficient. He was 11-16 shooting. That's something to say there. Eight rebounds, seven assists, two steals. It was just such a great game from him. Um, And I think if they could get that kind of production out of him in the playoffs and you get KD back, you get Andre Godawa giving you more than three points a game, you get Draymond Green maybe not turning the ball over as much as he did, then, you know, it's not, it's a non-starter for me with who's the better team. Yeah. I mean, the end of game execution was pretty bad from then. You're right. I mean, Steph Curry missed a, a jumper with about 18 seconds left that would have put it, put it away. Um, they were up four. Chris Paul gets the rebound, comes down, 
makes a little shot in the lane and Andre Godal just commits a stupid foul. Right. Well, like, first of all, that foul. was a push off. Even they're like, nah, he didn't NBA extend his arm. No, nah, he like, hit you know it. What? He hit him. He hit him with the shoulder. He didn't put. He didn't extend his arm. Like that's a legal play. Like that's that's allowed. Like guys do that. I don't think that's a push off. I think it was a push off. I also think what's funny is, uh, do you follow NBA referees? Yes. Nobody follows them. Fine, but you saw them like being quote tweeted um, when they said like that could have been a push off. Like in real time, push off or no push off, it doesn't matter because that foul wouldn't matter if you have any of your guys hitting a shot and you got clay hesitating on a three and then missing. It just, it just did not look comfortable out there in the last three to four minutes of the end of the game, but they won and a win is a win. Um, and again, they were down KD. So I think it's encouraging all around to see. And it was also encouraging to see KD outside of the locker room after or outside in the tunnel, actually, you know, congratulating the guys and being there. Cause no part of me honestly wants to deal with what the media would have been like if he hadn't. Uh, I disagree. I wish it. I wish he hadn't even gone to Houston. Just, oh, to, just man, just for the chaos of it all. I, I just root wanna... for chaos when it has nothing to do with my team. Like this was a really fun game, but it I'm was it sitting was here stressed game. out of my mind, and I'm like, are you really doing this right now? Like, come on, I have to go in the ding today. Like, please don't do this. So, like, as a basketball fan, this would be incredibly fun to see in the playoffs if to see it go to seven games again. And, you know, maybe to see them miss 27 threes in a row again, if Harden keeps shooting like this. Yeah. PJ Tucker, who he could not, he couldn't hit a shot. James Harden couldn't hit a three. Um, unless Draymond green fouled him on one. Even, well, he hit that three. Actually, that was a foul that should have been called on James Harden. He kicked his legs out. That's supposed to be an offensive foul, but they don't really call that anymore unless it's completely egregious uh, for Houston side of it. Eric Gordon looked good. He had 17 points, but I didn't think they went to him enough. Uh, Clint Capella had 13 points, 13 rebounds. Iman Shumpert, Kenneth Farid and Gerald green are unplayable, like just absolutely unplayable. And these are going to be three guys in the rotation in the playoffs. Are they I, really? I just, yeah. Why like, you have an Joe eight man lineup or seven, eight man lineup in the playoffs. You're not playing too many guys outside of your starting lineup. And maybe they like played, they played nine tonight. Like, like they don't have anybody off the bench. See, that's, what's funny is I think a few minutes into the second quarter, Kerr had already played 10 people forget that these rotations, like you're not going to see Quinn cook out there. You're not going to see McKinney out there. So if the war, if the Rockets are playing, like if I was a Rockets fan, and again, I get that I'm biased, but if I was a Rockets fan, I'd be more concerned with the fact of what you said. They played nine and this yeah. is how they looked versus, you know, the Warriors are playing everyone outside of Verigel, which I get, but you know, the only two guys that were sitting were uh, Jarebko and Evans. Right. That's the only guy that didn't get any play. Like, like Lee is getting minutes. Come on. So yeah, I'd be, now, I, you're not going to see they- this in the playoffs. Why do they think he can shoot? The two threes he missed were so badly missed. Bro, I I cannot like, tell you why Steve Kerr plays certain guys. Like I have tried to rack my brain about it for so long. Yeah. Does it doesn't matter. You're not if he's not seeing minutes in the playoffs, I don't fully get why you're playing him this late against somebody that you're very likely going to go up against in the Western conference I guess, finals. I guess it's just to have a little experience. So you're not completely wetting yourself when you get out there, but man, those two. Sure. But then are- why Lee give more like Looney, for example, play Looney a lot, which they did today. And he looked incredible. I agree with you. Yeah. Play, he, he um, play Jarebko. I know that he hasn't been great as of late, but we know what he can look like. And I think that you're going to get more production out of him than a guy like Lee. And even a guy like McKinney, which is amazing on the offensive, like offensively rebounding. He's been great there and he'll give us a lot of those second chance opportunities. But outside of that, 
what is he doing? Yeah, he's not he's not doing much. Um, yeah, it, Joe Green hit three threes in the game and was completely irrelevant. It was completely just awful for them, which was which is hard to do. Uh, Warriors are back up one and a half games over Denver for the one seed. And with this loss, Houston drops to the four seed. They are currently tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are the three seed. Everybody, did you play the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel? If you did and you won, like our person, BryGuy1721, you got to reach out to Jade Hoy. You're going to get on the Friday mailbag. And the way you can do this is every Wednesday, you go to FanDuel, you play in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. You go by signing up at FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up. Put money in your account. FanDuel is going to put a $5 bonus in your account. Now you get to play with listeners every single Wednesday. Win that challenge, you get on the mailbag, join us on a Friday, chop it up with us, but you got to go to fanduel.com slash B2B. All right, here's the news from Wednesday you need for Thursday. Clay Thompson, before the game, before he lit up the Houston Rockets, he apologized to Warriors fans after basically saying, we needed more from you in the loss to the Suns, that embarrassing loss to the Suns. Clay tweeted out, I love Dub Nation. We have the greatest fan base in sports. We feed greatly off their energy and Oracle. And I meant no disrespect hashtag time to go to work. Hashtag road warriors nits. Do you feel vindicated? Do you accept his apology? I didn't need his apology. He's oh, not wrong. No, He's not wrong. He's not he wrong. Is listen, wrong. There is, no, he there is, is wrong. Listen. You can't be so lazy and lose to the yes, Suns yes, at home okay. and blame it on the fans. To cheer. You can't expect fans at Oracle to cheer like crazy when you do not care. However, he is not wrong, and he's been with that team his entire career with the NBA. He is not wrong that it has dramatically changed. And, you know, maybe Oracle, whatever, five, six, seven years ago would have cheered for even a good play when they're down like 20, 30. But, you know, and people have mentioned this and I don't want to go too. I don't think it's everything that's impacting it. But, yeah, a lot of fans have been priced out of these games. I was reminiscing the other day. I used to get these as cheap tickets for people. They were like 15 bucks. It's like if I didn't know what to get my boyfriend at the time as a gift, I'd get him a Warriors ticket. Right now you go to get just to get in the door. It's like a hundred dollars. So yeah, a, a lot of fans are getting priced out B, uh, you know, in general, when you win like this, people come to expect a certain thing. And then also when you, you are this lazy, yeah, I'm not going to cheer for you. I'm not going to get hyped. So I think it's a bunch of things. I don't think he needed to apologize. I think a lot of people understood where he was coming from, but it's very classy clay to go I ahead see, and tweet I out see, about it. I see. Don't resign him. You said, you said an example of him. Oh my Warriors. God. If Get they don't resign clay, speaking of speaking of pricing people out, you can't price Daryl Morey out. Cause he's got a five-year extension. Houston Rockets have agreed to terms on a five-year contract extension with uh, general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey. That was per the Houston Chronicle. His previous deal was about to set, uh, was about to expire at the end of the season. Morey told the Chronicle, I'm super happy. I'd love to be with the Rockets for life. This obviously solidifies us for a little while. I'm just really thankful to, Tillman Fertitta, the new owner, for having faith in our team. And really, it is about having a team of people that makes this all work. Uh, I wonder if he's thankful to Tillman, uh, the owner, for um, for making sure that they couldn't re-sign Trevor Ariza. Oh, yikes. First is of all, he... what an amazing last name. And I'm allowed to say that because my name's really difficult, but it sounds like Frittata. And then second of all, um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit rough. But otherwise, the, it's I the feel right like... Move. It's the right move. Yeah. More, you know, Maury's done 
amazing things for this franchise. And arguably they've gone up against one of the best teams of all time and almost won and could in theory win this year as well. So there's no, it's just, it's not even a debate as to whether or not they should have extended him. No, no, no. In theory, they could win this year. They're not going to, that's not, that's not not very anybody outside. I saw 2016 happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Let me know when LeBron gets on this team from 2016 and then I'll (laughs) Got Austin Rivers, Yvonne Shepard, Ken Freed bring up the bench unit. I'm a, I'm, I don't think so. Uh, Can you I imagine a lot, of, a lot of crap because I feel like uh, people, you know, overhype every move he does that everything's a genius move. And he just leaks a lot of things to the media to get some favorable coverage. However, he's really good at his job with all that said, he, yeah. he finds some, some really incredible value moves out of nowhere at times. And he knows how to finagle that salary cap. So, uh, and just a, what a no brainer to, to resign contract extension. You don't have to be a genius maybe to build a certain type of team and you have to have a little bit of luck, et cetera, et cetera. We all talk about it all the time, but you have to be really bad. Like it's so easy to be bad and just like totally destroy a franchise or not build it to where it needs to be. You don't have to be a genius, but you have to be a certain type of, you know, like you said, just finagle everything to be able to get them to where they are. So yeah. Funny no you should say that because our next story in the last news item, LeBron will watch the playoffs. He's uh, acknowledged that the Lakers playoff chances are slim. He told reporters, obviously I would love for this team to be in the postseason, Even if I'm not part of the, the postseason. I've always loved, but right now, it's not the hand I was dealt. So you play the hand that you were dealt until the dealer shuffles the cards and you're dealt another hand and can do that. Definitely. I'll be watching if we're not in there and it looks like our chances are slim to none after each and every game. And so many teams in the West are playing well. So you try to get better, but this won't be the last time I'll be in the postseason. It definitely won't be. Well, you know what? I read that uh, magic and Palenka traded away Beasley or they took Beasley and felt okay trading away Randall or letting Randall go. Cause they thought that he could give them the same production. So maybe <laughs> James stays There's on no the- way. That's true. Dude, that's an article. I'm telling I, you right I, now, I Rob, you can cut that. this out. Rob, you can cut this out if I don't find it for Zach after, but if that's true, then like, obviously James will make the postseason next year. As long as he stays healthy. If he stayed healthy this year, he would have made it as well. It's LeBron James. But I man, like he says, this is the hand I was dealt. Eh, you're kind of the dealer at times, LeBron. No, 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 there was a lot. Yes. He obviously could have gone to a team, any other team, almost like the Sixers or, um, I think the Sixers are really the one that I'm really focused on. He could have gone and probably actually gone to the finals, et cetera, et cetera. But we can't ignore the hand that the Lakers were dealt either. You know, the injury luck, I, everyone loves to say it. And then, you know, when their least favorite team has that kind of injury luck, disregard it. But Lakers had terrible injury luck. LeBron being down for that many games, it, you know, the off after like no trades happened, et cetera, et cetera. You already know all of this. Like I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, it's a certain, I do believe that he was dealt a certain bad hand or whatever the phrase yeah, is. That hand's called season. Lance Stevenson. Yikes. All right, let's get to the other games from Wednesday night. Wizards 100, Orlando Magic 90 in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. We're all good now on the Magic, right, Nitz? We're all good now? Try to sound a little bit less ecstatic. But the magic I'm not ecstatic. I'm vindicated. Bradley Beal led the way with the Wizards. 23 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. The rest of the Wizards starters, 18 points on 6 of 30 shooting. Luckily for them, 
the bench came to play. Thomas Bryant, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Jabari Parker, 19 points, 9 rebounds on 9 of 12 shooting. Chasson Randell, I don't think that's how you say his name, but he had 13 points off the bench for the Wizards. Vucevic was actually good in this game while putting up good stats. He did have 20 points and 14 rebounds. Things kind of fell apart when he wasn't in the game. Jonathan Isaac had 13 points, 9 rebounds. DJ Augustine had 16 points. Terrence Ross was terrible which is one of his rare, terrible games. But he had seven points on three of 13 shooting Orlando magic are now two games behind the heat for the eight seed in the Eastern conference heat one Oh eight piston 74 in Miami might've had a case of the nightlife in this one. It's uh, Heat started the third quarter on a 21 to nothing run 21 to nothing. It was over like six minutes before the Pistons scored a, uh, any kind of points. And it was at the free throw line when Blake Griffin got fouled. Pistons scored eight points in the third quarter total shot two of 16 in the quarter. Thon maker made both of those made shots, uh, seven different heat players in double figures led by justice Winslow with 16 points. Hassan Whiteside had 13 points and 11 rebounds in 20 minutes off the bench. The heat are now six and two since moving bam out of bio to the starting center. Pistons are a half game behind the nets but up one in the loss column Pistons lost by 62 points in these two road games against Brooklyn and Miami. Uh, they're not going to get any stats other than the third quarter stats. Cause they didn't try this game at all. Thunder one Oh eight nets 96 in Oklahoma city. Russell Westbrook was a monster in this game. Nets threw the pseudo zone at him. Russ carved it up. Nothing he could do is like a, like the pork roast station carver at an all you can eat buffet nits. I know you don't eat pork, but this is so that's unnecessary. Like. I'm that's trying to stay like. silent during so many of these analogies too. Russ finished with 31 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. He was 12 of 23 from the floor, four of eight from three point range. Paul George finally got back on track. 25 points on nine of 18 shooting nine rebounds, three, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Jeremy Grant had 15. Steven Adams had 13 and seven thunder uh, pulled away in the second half of this one outscored the nets by 22 points. Tough game for D'Angelo Russell, 14 points on 18 shots. Spencer did when he had 25 points off the bench. He was really good. Joe Harris had 13, no other nets in double figures. The nets remain a half game ahead of the Pistons uh, for the six seed. Despite this loss, uh, Russ was just too much in this game. It's so was Paul George. I mean, you mentioned it. He finally had a good game again and he totally erupted in the third quarter, you know, to start uh, the first half, he looked like the Paul George that we've seen as of late. But again, this is the same thing that we see. The Nets came out really, really well. They played really well to start that first quarter and the first half in general, like all these teams that want it come out and do, and you see it. um, I mean, we've talked about this a ton. Like they keep them out of the paint. Thunder had 16 points in the paint in the paint, just in that first half. And then ended it with 46 after the game was all done. That you just teams can't do it. Teams can't go up against them and keep them out of there for an entire 48 minutes. And I think that is just something that we've been seeing time and time again. And then besides that, OKC's defense actually came out tonight for the entire second half. And we've seen why they could be so suffocating on offenses. And then you have D'Lo with 14 points on 18 shots. This isn't surprising. Uh, I do think the Nets put up a really good fight, though, at the beginning. You just can't keep up with them for the entire game. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were still fighting in the second half. Like the, you know, the thunder pulled away a little bit, but the nets were still putting up a good fight. They just couldn't execute, right? Like they, they got some good shots. They couldn't knock down shots. And then they just couldn't stop Westbrook as he was attacking the middle of the floor. And and, and when Westbrook hits threes, like, what do you do? There's just nothing you can do. <laughs> exactly. When Westbrook is efficient, there's yeah. really nothing you can Those do. Six and games a year where he hits threes. There's just nothing. Exactly. You can do. And he's been good as of late, you know, a guy that uh, for the season is shooting like 27, 28% from the three, the past few games, he's actually been 
pretty decent. So good for him and like shouts to that. And it's funny, you know what? You're right. Cause I was looking back at the shooting percentage for these two teams and I was going to say, well, you know what? The nets couldn't hit a three, but really these guys were shooting right on par in terms of nets were shooting 37%. Um, OKC was shooting 39%. So I, yeah, I think the story here is that you have no other guys in double digits and your take Delo is taking all of these shots and not making any of them. How are you, how are you going to win? Yeah. Uh, since the all-star break to, to punctuate your point since the all-star break, Russell Westbrook is shooting 47% from the field, 37 and a half percent from three point range, averaging 30 points, 10 rebounds and uh, 6.9 assists. He has been destructive. Shocking. What an efficient Russ could do for your win streak. Just incredible. Hawks 132 Grizzlies 111. This one just kept getting worse and worse and worse as the game went along. John Collins led the Hawks with 27 points, 12 rebounds. Trey Young back on track, 22 points, eight assists, eight of 12 from the field, three of five from three point range Threw a 60 foot lob to John Collins for an alley-oop at one point. That was fun. Alex Len, 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks in 23 minutes off the bench for the Hawks. Hawks scored 62 points in the paint. They had 35 assisted baskets. The Grizzlies made 38 total shots. That is a recipe for a loss. Mike Conley had 20 points, seven assists. CJ miles with a game high 33 points and eight made three pointers off the bench for Memphis. And then final game of the night, jazz 114, suns 97. This game was boring, especially when the, when the rockets warriors was going on. This was a tough one to keep a, keep some side eye on Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 20 rebounds, Donovan Mitchell, 26 points, Derek favors, 18.7 rebounds, seven assists, Devin Booker, Another meaningless good good stats game because the Suns are just the Suns. Twenty seven point six assists, four rebounds. Kelly Oubre had eighteen points and a cool dunk at one point. DeAndre Ayton was completely dominated by Gobert. Two points on nine shots, nine rebounds. Uh, Derek Favors also did a good job on him. Jazz move up to the seven seed. They are tied with the Clippers, who are the eight seed, and the Jazz are a half game behind the Spurs for the six seed. All right, let's get to lines of the night. Uh, I've got four candidates for us. Russell Westbrook, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals in the win over Brooklyn. Thomas Bryant, 21 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks in 25 minutes in the win over the magic. John Collins, 27 points, 12 rebounds, two blocks in 25 minutes in the win over the Grizzlies and DeMarcus cousins. My dog's namesake boogie, 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists in the win over the rockets. Nits who gets your line of the night. I'm going to give it to Boogie, 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. And he just looked amazing for them tonight. And again, KD out. And he really was that guy for them that needed to fill in. So let's go Boogie. Uh, I'm going to go with Westbrook. He was, he was efficient. He was destructive. He uh, is coming off a game in which uh, a racist fan uh, yelled some inappropriate things at him. Uh, so I'm going to say that this has fueled him and he is, he is going to go uh, on a tear the rest of the season. Game to watch for Thursday night. I'll be honest, not a great slate of games. There really only seems like maybe two games to watch. Uh, do you have any idea where you want to go with this? Lakers Raptors, obviously. No, I'm what? Um, I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> you thought I was going to run with that one too, which is great. Um, Thunder Pacers to me. These are guys that are battling for that fourth, fifth, whatever seed. Uh, in their respective conferences, both teams that come out super hard. And again, OKC has been super fun to watch. Both teams move the ball a lot. It'll just be a good game. Yeah, I will go Kings Celtics. 
early game in Boston. Uh, Kings really need a victory, really need a, need one bad. The Celtics just uh, had an embarrassing loss to the Clippers after a very successful West Coast trip. The last time they took a cross-country flight, they were great, and they blew out the Warriors. So we'll see if this cross-country flight going back home can fix things for them and uh, and have them take down the Kings. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast feed. New Basket Buds this past Tuesday. New Nerder She Wrote today on Thursday. We got the mailbag on Friday. By the way, it has its own feed. So subscribe to that. You'll find out why next week. I feel like I've said that for the last couple of weeks, but I promise next week you will find out. Go subscribe to the separate Black Opinions Matter Monday feed. Find it on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, review to that. To this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as House of Strauss and Pack Your Knives. Thanks for waking up with us. Get through that Thursday so then you can get to a Friday. Enjoy the mailbag. Enjoy the weekend. Have a good time. Maybe skip basketball tomorrow night because it's not great, but you'll have The Daily Ding to tell you everything you missed Friday morning. Nitz, hit me with the sign-off. Vucevic! You're welcome.